Okay. All right, man. We're back. You good? We're back. All right, man. How you doing, man? Oh, you know, just saying, working harder, hardly working. Well, I'm working hard, hardly working. Well, yeah. I mean, it's a beautiful thing if you can do this while you're at work, man. Yeah, it, it's absolutely fantastic. <laughs> and I get to work alone, so I don't have to deal with people. Outstanding, man. I like your people skills. I'm glad you're working on them. Yeah, yeah, you know me. <laughs> hey, man. So, uh, any big, uh, any big news on the fucking trade block today, or no? Uh, not from what I saw. Um, I didn't really see too much of uh, of anything going on today, mostly because it's the weekend. Uh, yeah. Broncos signed Kyle Fuller. Hmm. And the Giants signed Galladay. Oh, no kidding. Yeah, they signed him to a four-year, $72 million, uh, with 40 guaranteed. That's nice. Hey, um, dude, it's finally looking like they're finally trying to uh, actually rebuild. Their defense needs a lot of help. Um, Who, New York's? They just – they weren't consistent. The year, the year prior, I thought they were super solid. Uh, their offense was the one that was really, really struggling. Um, I love their QB, man. Uh, dude, I really hope for their sake that Saquon has a great, great, great season so they can trade him away. They need to dump that fucking contract, man. Unfortunately, that kid cannot stay healthy. I mean, he, he's only been hurt once. Twice. The year prior, look, he didn't miss the whole year. He missed like the half a season last or the year prior, I think. But yeah, man, he he ended up getting uh, messed up too. <clears throat> I mean, I know he's missed like a game here and there, but I didn't know he missed like half a season. Yeah, he had a couple of knee surgeries. Um, and the problem well, is, I know, I, la- I know last year he had he tore his ACL. Yeah. A lot of it is because they're overusing them. I mean, it's not, you know what I mean? Like, well, Daniel, I mean, they're getting developed. Think about it, right? Yeah. Think about it. Like, he was bell cow at Penn State, and then he went to the Giants, and really, who were they going to throw to? Yeah. <laughs> Let's just use their running back the whole time. Yeah. <laughs> Why not? Dude, that first year, man, I saw him getting beat up, and I was like, fuck. And it's funny because um, at the same time, I saw you know I'm not a I'm not a I'm not a New York I'm not a Giants fan I'm not a um, none of these teams that we're really talking about right now I'm a fan of, but I saw the same <laughs> thing. Not a New York Giants fan. <laughs> <laughs> um, but you see the same thing happen at the same time it was happening in Dallas, you know, and people are saying is Ezekiel losing a step. Well, yeah, man, you were at one point you were handing off to him like 30 times a game. <laughs> well, yeah, I mean, well, if you take that into account, the, the the amount that they used him at Ohio State, too. I mean, dude was – I'm surprised Derrick Henry has lasted as long as he has, to be honest. Um, I think with him, he's he's transformed – 
his um, his style, and he's uh, and he's definitely grown into his body. When I was when I see his uh, college uh, college highlights, he's a big boy. Don't get me wrong, but you can oh, see yeah. that he knows. Hey, man, I gotta I gotta beef up to take these impacts. You know what I mean? <clears throat> oh yeah, he definitely did that. He's he's definitely. Henry is definitely a defensive end playing <laughs> running back. <laughs> yeah, no shit, right? Uh, and, dude, that speed, man. I couldn't believe that one game, man. Just outrunning safeties like a motherfucker. He's fat. <laughs> he is so fast for such a big human being. Right? And, and it's not like it's not like Derrick Henry's fat. Because by no. all means, no. That dude is just a solid brick shit house. Of muscle yeah. for no goddamn reason, too, other than I'm gonna knock this motherfucker out. Yeah, he's incredible, man. He's he's. I hope he can. Uh, I I hope he he can, he can maintain. Plus Tennessee, man. I really feel like Tennessee really deserves it. They're great. I hated being in. I hated being in Tennessee, but uh, <laughs> man, they they got a great fan base, man. They really do. Those fans just they're like Pittsburgh fans almost to me, like. When Pittsburgh fans, uh, when the Steelers win, I really don't feel like mad about it because they're such a passionate fan base. You know what I mean? <clears throat> I hate you for saying that. Yeah, you know. What can I say? <laughs> for, for everybody, I, I'm a diehard Browns fan. Oh, so oh. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> no, no, my bad. Yeah, I probably should have said the Browns, guys. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, kind of. So my hatred for Pittsburgh is very, very strong, and he brings up Pittsburgh's fan base. Hey, what do you think of them? Uh, uh, fucking resigning. Well, bringing back Juju and Roethlisberger. So I knew, I knew Ben was going to come back. It was, it was inevitable. Yeah, they didn't have another. Um. But Juju, man, that that actually surprised me, considering he had quite quite a few offers with a lot more money, and he took a huge pay cut to come back. Yeah. When I when I saw that, I was like, "Wow, well, I guess he really wanted to stay in Pittsburgh." Yeah. But I don't. Out of. I think that. Next year, uh, I don't think Juju's going to be in Pittsburgh anymore. I mean, they got Washington. They got uh, Johnson. They got uh, Chase Claypool. That dude is – that for a young dude, he is a freak of nature. He's, I would definitely compare him to a, uh, to a Calvin Johnson type for sure. Yeah. Oh, did you see the uh, – you see the Texans sign Philip Lindsay after the Broncos released him? Oh my God, dude! What? Why would you? First of all, I love Philip Lindsay. Uh, oh, so do I. He's he's just fun to watch, man. That dude is a blast to watch. He's the complete. It's like he's as fun to watch as Derrick Henry, but in the complete opposite spectrum. You know what I mean? He's he's yeah. so fun to watch. 
and uh, he's been, you know, they do, they had a two running back system there, but realistically they didn't have a passing game last year. So he got the shit beat out of him. His numbers, I think were down from the year prior. Because I, they were, <clears throat> yeah. So uh, him moving on. But you gotta, you also got to think though, that they, they also picked up in the, the off season prior to last year though, too. They picked up uh, Melvin Gordon. Yeah, but I think this gives them options. I think – well, they also picked up uh, – what's his face, too? Um, we were just talking about him. Tyrod Taylor. No, oh, the Texans? Yeah, yeah. So, I mean, so they have a lot of options. Um, what, 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 what fucking pick do they have in the draft this year? The Texans? Yeah. I want to say, like, six or something like that. <laughs> They're fucking golden. Um, yeah, if they're if they're in a if they're in a top top eight or so, I think they're going to be all right, uh, especially with the amount of quarterbacks, man, that they have. Um, that D, though, man, oof, that's gonna. So, I mean, if you trust Tyrod Taylor, you go after a big defensive player to build around him the way you did with J.J. Watt, you know. But well, you got to have faith in the, in the quarterbacks, the young quarterbacks that you have. And Tyrod Taylor is not a young quarterback, but he's somewhat inexperienced. So, <clears throat> True. I mean, you got to think he sat, he sat on the bench. Uh, he got, you know, pushed around in Buffalo, and then he went from Buffalo to – I think he, he played for somebody else before Buffalo, if I'm not mistaken. No, um, I think Buffalo, I think – oh, mate, wait, wait. Fuck, maybe you're right. Yeah, I mean, either way, I know he uh, – Buffalo gave him the keys to the team for about a season, um, but he was beat up, you know. Um, he just wasn't – you know, and people say, you know, he, oh, he never had a strong arm. He actually had a decent arm, man. I mean, I think post-injuries, and I think him – sitting a little bit more and hopefully recuperating. Maybe he'll get some of that strength back. I mean, we'll see. Don't get me wrong. He's no gunslinger, but I don't think he's got as uh, bad arm as people think he does. I was right. He uh, he, w- he was drafted in 2011 by the Ravens. Oh, all right. And he, oh. sat behind, he sat behind Joe Flacco. Um, so he was Flacco's backup during their Super Bowl run. And yeah. then – in and 15, he played for Buffalo. Nice. And then uh, he played for Buffalo for a couple of years. And then, you know, story goes on from there. He went to Cleveland and got concussion, and Baker Mayfield took over, you know, my boy Baker. And uh, then he went to the Chargers, sat behind Phillip Rivers for a year. Rivers moved on to the Colts, and then – Tyrod had the, the keys of the kingdom, and the training staff stabbed him. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> I forgot about that. Oh, my God. Here, here's our starting quarterback. Let's stab him in the lung. Oh, damn. I forgot. Whew. So that's, Somebody got that's, fired. That's, <laughs> that's two rookie quarterbacks that basically after they, after they took over starting, they never gave the keys back. Yeah. Um, so, I mean, he'll get a chance in Houston because 
they're going to need somebody, even if they work up these new guys, even if they play. Like I said, uh, <clears throat> you got to you either have faith in what you have or you're going to draft a quarterback. Uh, that's that's the only two ways. So, you know, because so here's something because you need somebody to do, you know, I mean, yeah. Well, here's something that I read, right? Is so say whatever's going on with Deshaun Watson, whether they trade him, whether he sits out for the year, whether he gets put on the exempt list and isn't allowed to play this year with all these 12 allegations, um, that are coming up against him now, which. It's just absurd. People are just coming out of the work, and I kind of hate it for athletes, but there's got to be some merit to something uh, somewhere yeah. or shit to come up. Um, but whether – so if Watson doesn't play this year and they decide to go with Taylor and Taylor plays, then I think that – I think that they will end up moving on by – before the trade deadline, I think they move on from Watson. Uh, I think they move on from Watson, and they've already drafted his his backup or his, his replacement. I think the Texans end up taking Fields, and he sits behind Tyrod until Tyrod gets stabbed in the lung again. Or, or, I mean, do you think that they're a quarterback away? I mean, I don't think they're a quarterback. Let me think how I want to say this. Yeah, Are they a quarterback they, away from back in the playoffs or yeah. being a potential contender again? Yeah, no, playoffs. Um, if you would have asked – if you would have said that, um, you know, say two years ago, obviously, yes, they were definitely just quarterback away. I mean, think of the first year Deshaun Watson started playing when he tore his when he got his ACL torn. Yeah. They were a good team until he tore his ACL, but then he just kind of went yeah. like a crapper. Um, they're they're that way now. However, they have lost a substantial amount of talent in the wide receiver room on on the offense. Um, However, I mean they they lost they lost Nook. So Nook's gone, um, and then they also let go of um, Fuller. Yes, Is that his name? I think so. Yeah, yeah. Fuller. Uh, so yeah, he's gone. I mean, and I don't think that they signed anybody as far as like wider receivers go. They've no. really been. They, they they're they're more in a rebuilding stage, I think, than anything. I think they have a lot. Of, I think they have a lot that they owe on the back end of some contracts. I think that's where. I mean, I think that's where they're kind of screwed. Um, however, yeah. here's an idea. This is why I asked, right? So, what if mm-hmm. you decided you wanted to do something a little bit different? What if you want Tyrod Taylor to still be your strong backup? the veteran guy to teach the guys on the way up how to play. Right. And what if you make a fucking play for Taysom Hill? You're going to be a run. You're going to be a run centric team because you're going to have a running back. You're basically going to have what Baltimore had when they had their, when uh, 
when Jackson had his MVP season, it was basically a dual running back. Only the running back would pull up about 50% of the time and actually throw down the field, right? Something similar to that style. And now you still, if you can somehow pull this fucking thing off, which I think you can, because I think, like I said, with every year being voidable, if Taysom Hill says, hey, I want to avoid my contract, then they would sign him outright, right? So you don't have to trade every, anything. So now if they have that top 10 draft pick, they keep that still, and they can improve whether it's getting a new receiver or, again, I think the smart move would be get a defensive centerpiece to build around. See? Huh? Huh? I, I see where you're coming from. <laughs> but you, do you really think that the Saints, after <clears> – <throat> After all of this going on, after losing Breeze this year for retirement, after signing Winston to a one-year deal, um, do you really honestly think that they're going to just let Taysom Hill walk away? Absolutely. Because they know they overpaid for him. They're realizing that they overpaid for him. First of all, he's not the best quarterback on that roster. I hate to say it. He – He's very athletic, no. has a good arm, but he just he doesn't think like a quarterback. Not at this point. He's been taught to run first for so much, and it's ingrained so deeply into him that it's almost a problem. And it's going. Well, to be I mean, he, uh, look at his look at his college career in BYU. Yeah, he was he he was a dual threat quarterback that ran majority of the time. Yep. So I think. Uh, so, so I think. And I, I think Jameis Winston, like I said, one of the things that really impressed me about Jameis, and I was, and I think that's almost why they had, because they signed that contract with Hill at the end of the year or during the year. Wasn't it during the year or something? Or what, uh, I when it was. I, I honestly don't remember. It's, it was either during the, you're right. It obviously was either during the year or right after. <laughs> but, um, I honestly don't remember off the top of my fucking head. Yeah, but I think they made that contract voidable for, you know, it, if Winston doesn't work out, which initially I think they really truthfully did not know who was going to be the the starting quarterback. Um, But they'd like to keep him there for, for a backup. But I don't know, man. I saw, like I said, I've never seen Winston um, – in such in such shape, man. He he looked fucking. He looked great. You know? Oh yeah, totally. Like he's he is by far in better shape than he was when he played in Tampa, or, um, or in Florida State for that matter. I think. I mean, okay, the first the first maybe year he played in Tampa, but you know. But the kid's a winner, man. The kid's a winner. You know. He he is. I mean. The dude has he, he threw for five thousand yards and thirty touchdowns. Yep. Granted, he also threw thirty interceptions. <laughs> but but Sean Payton and that that offensive team, they can they can help him fix that. Maybe. I don't know. Can, what if the what if the offense is Okay, so the offense was built around Drew Brees. When Drew Brees first came into New Orleans when he made their Super Bowl run, uh, Brees had quite a bit of his arms still left. Um, Post that, 
his arm strength started to slowly decline, decline, decline. I think that their offense is a lot of it is timing based. <clears throat> you know what I mean? Yeah. And I think that that's that could be an issue for somebody like Jason, who is just you know what I mean goes on feel. I think maybe right. it's gonna might crease. I don't know. We'll see, man. We'll see. Who knows? I think it'd be a great opportunity. Um, I don't know. I don't know if he's gonna stay in the Saints. I think if I think if things go well with the current, you know, the way that things currently look, I think he's probably gonna opt out and kind of move on. You know, but he might wait a year just to kind of make a clean break and not, you know what I mean, have any negative nonsense. Yeah, I get that. That first paycheck under there, <laughs> and just in case he doesn't get picked up by a team. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. Uh, honestly, the the Saints, yes, they're they're timing based, but at the same time, you also got to think though that, especially the the last couple of years, they've they went to they had they had uh, Michael Thomas and Kamara. Yep, those two right there, it, it's. They could play like a dink and dunk game and be great with it because all they had to do was get the, the ball into those two playmakers' hands. I think that the, um, I think that one of the bigger mistakes uh, are really kind of the turning point for the Saints. For, they stayed contenders, but they just – they kind of became almost too uh, one-dimensional when they got rid of Ingram. I thought the Ingram Camara mix was fucking amazing, you know. Um, it was, and I just it was. And, and at first, when it like even when Ingram went to to Baltimore, that between the the Ingram and Jackson mix, it was kind of the same thing. Yeah, I think it was just a nice mix, and I like uh, like Camara's a Hall of Fame, borderline Hall of Fame running back. Um, but he's never going to be that touch the ball 25 times or, well, rush the ball 25 times. You know what I mean? Again, yeah, he's not yeah. He, He's not a Derrick Henry or a Nick Chubb or, no. or, or those type of guys. He, he's, not a, he's not a bell cow ball carrier. Yeah. He's a, he's a very, very great, solid change of pace ball carrier. And, and that's not to say that he – he can't be the, you know, a three-down ball carrier. That's not what I'm saying at all. I'm saying he's definitely not – he's not the dude that's going to run between the tackles and run over your linebackers all day, every day during the game. No, because he has quickness, but he doesn't uh, – he has he has great quickness. Unfortunately, he's not built um, – he's built almost like a like – a, like a shrunk-down version of a slot receiver. Um but he just he has such explosive speed at the same time. So he can make guys mix out of the backfield. I just think that if you try to pound the ball with him, you're gonna shorten his career significantly. He's just not meant for that. He's meant to make dudes miss in the open field. That's when he is magical. He kind of reminds me of a a like a Reggie Bush. Yes. In a way. Uh, like a a much improved version of Reggie Bush. Yes, hmm. uh, a a a non 
USC version. Yeah, exactly. <laughs> but yeah, man, that's a good comparison. Uh, I can I can definitely see it. Uh, just like I said, I mean, it's almost you know Reggie never got a chance, never never reached his full potential, and Kamara definitely is. <clears throat> so yeah, Reggie so. Reggie definitely had his his problems when he when he got to the NFL and. Then all that stuff that happened to USC just piled on top of it. I don't. It really didn't help his career. But um, I, he's definitely a Darren Sproles, Reggie Bush mix for sure. Yeah. I agree. And I don't see Kamara getting leveled like Reggie Bush did a few times either, though. So. No, no, Reggie. Um, Reggie, he tried to be that run between the tackles guy, and that's yeah. That's when he learned he wasn't, but he still kept trying to do it because that's what the team needed. But <clears throat> yeah, I mean, he still had a great sure. career. I mean, yeah. truth be told, but it, he could have had a a lot better career if he would have if it would have been based around um, more of what. It, his strengths were versus what what they wanted to do at the time. Yeah, I mean, at that time they had they had guys like um, who was it Horn and uh, God, I can't even remember names of the receivers, but at that point. That's been so long. What year are we talking? We're getting old. Man. What year are you talking? <laughs> back when back when Reggie played for him, man. Oh, I mean, uh, gee, yeah, yeah. Around the time of their Super Bowl run eras. Um, yeah, I don't think I think Horn was retired, dude. Mm. You still had uh what's his name? Jordy Nelson. I know he was around. Um um, Steve, I think, uh, yeah, Steve Smith Sr. was still playing, I think, too. But I don't know. I could be just making sure that. But. I don't know. There's too much thinking. It hurts my head. Yeah. <laughs> ask, man, uh, in your opinion, dude, uh, which, which team improved the most thus far? Over the course, um, yeah. over the course of free agency so far, uh, I mean, the Patriots rebuilt their entire team in an off season <laughs> through free agency. Um, let's let's be real about that. They spent damn near more money this past off season than they have in the past ten. Hey, do you think it's kind of weird that they didn't make a play on Garoppolo? Um, I think that they actually talked about it and were go- wanted to. Um, I know Belichick and Kraft both said that they wanted that they would. Lo- I know Belichick did. Yeah. Said that he would love to have Garoppolo back. Um, I just I'm not entirely sure that uh, the the 49ers are convinced that he could or couldn't be their their quarterback. I mean, guy has to actually play a full season for them to see that. And he did. They went to the Super Bowl. Yeah. But the season before and after that 
well, last season, that's kind of unfair. They've been complete. They were completely that are like decimated by injuries yeah. all around the field between them and on both sides. Of the yeah, ball. between them and the Broncos, man, it was sad to watch. Well, I mean, the Broncos have been sad to watch since <laughs> Elway retired. Yeah, that's true. That's very true. <laughs> that's like the Bears, dude. Hey, man, what do you think about that shit, dude? That intrepid. <laughs> <laughs> Let, so let me start off with this, right? Yeah. Let's see. We start off the offseason with Trubisky as as Bears. We start off with Trubisky and Nick Folk. Yes. Or Nick Folk. Yeah. Uh, Nick, my arm is they shot Foles. Yes. They thought about it, and they're like, how can we completely and utterly go from – where we're at to exactly where we're at without keeping Trubisky on the, on the roster. But the sad – I know. Is he was the we'll old, sign Andy was, Dalton. Oh, my – yeah, dude. Oh. <laughs> that, that poor dude's been concussed so many times, man. That shit is about to multiply. So and they uh, so, they talked about fucking uh, getting rid of fucking Mac too at one point. I don't know what happened with that, but yeah, you know what happened with that? Mac walked in and he goes, "Listen, this is my defense." No, yeah, they were like, "Okay, you got it." <laughs> um, kind of like uh, like the Raiders. <laughs> The Raiders. Did you see that they uh I, I know we're jumping all around here. No, you're good. Who was it the Raiders just signed? Um the Raiders just signed some running back. Um a running back? So oh that's who it was. Kenyon Drake. <laughs> Why? <laughs> that's exactly what I was thinking. It was. It's like, hey, we got we got Josh Jacobs. We're good. Actually, you know what? Before we get into that, we're gonna back up a few years. Gruden shows up. You know what? This is my team. Mac, you're gone. Oh, Chicago. Hey, we'll give you like three first round draft picks. Yeah. All right, sold. <laughs> sold to the highest bidder. So you got to understand something. About- Don't get me wrong. Hey, listen, man. You- that was a great move. Go you you got to understand something about Gruden. And uh, Gruden kind of did something very similar in Tampa Bay. What he's doing, what he was doing, and by the way, the next the next guy who's going to be on the uh, chopping block is Carr, okay? Um, because I think this next season is his last opportunity. Um and then he's out. So what Gruden does is he comes into a team and he goes and he starts dropping contracts. <clears throat> he waits until he fucking pays off all the fucking back end shit. And then he builds his team through free agency. He also is a pretty good fucking. He also drafts pretty well. So, you know, we'll see, dude. We'll see. I mean, that kind of remains to be seen with with how he's dealt with. The Raiders right now, though. Yeah. I mean, well, dude, I, I, dude, I wonder what ownership is like. You know what I mean? I think, I think if 
when I mean, obviously, when Al was there and he was the coach, they seemed to have a great relationship. You know, um, they built a great team. You know, they as they played <laughs> that team in the Super Bowl. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, yeah. so that's <clears throat> you know, it, it's it's incredible. Uh, but I just don't know how since Al's asked, man. I don't know how how business is going. You know what I mean? I don't know how much restrictions, how many fucking things they have to sign off on. Who the fuck knows? Well, they also just picked up, they also just got a new GM though too. Oh, really? No shit. Yeah. Huh. Um, I think it was either last off season or middle of the season. Um, they, they they ended up with a new they ended up firing the old GM and hiring a new guy. So I think Gruden now um, has more free range of of what goes on. Yeah. Uh, but it's it's different. I think I think you're right. Um this isn't the you know the early 2000s late 90s football anymore yeah dude and you know it's weird and i understand and i'm glad the game is safer man uh players getting hurt um especially with head injuries and everything that goes on and everything that comes along with it um you know but i I would be lying if i didn't tell you that i fucking I, i i definitely missed that football uh, my, yeah, you, you're missing, you know, the, the Jason Seahorn hits. Oh, no. <laughs> oh, man, that was one dude, man. He was my favorite fucking secondary player. That's how I thought every player on defense played Rodney Harrison, dude. That, mother, that yeah. dude would almost not want to pick the ball. He just wanted your fingertips to touch it so he could rip your head off. That dude was exactly. I, I, I completely hands down agree with you between between Rodney and Jason though those dudes were the dudes that you did not want to to be near whenever you were getting close whether you had the ball or or anything those were the two dudes that you didn't want to be at be near or, or I mean hell you got uh, you got Brian Erlacher yeah yeah. That's another one. Or you're forgetting the most important. Or one. even Ray Lewis. Oh, Ray Lewis, yeah. <laughs> Ray Lewis. Uh, Troy Palomalo. Yes. That dude destroyed <laughs> offenses. That guy is. I don't. I, I get it, man. Ed Reed is the best safety when it comes to orchestrating the defense and being the maestro that playing the position the way it's meant to be played. Palomalo played right. like sometimes, maybe 20% of the times, he would play that position like a safety, and majority of the time he would just play like an extra linebacker. Or that's because or he would line that's up because when line, they, dude. I'm like, what the fuck? Dude's like he's like five eight lining up on the line, just destroying it. Yeah. It was great. But I mean so Here's what, but here's the Steelers' defense back then, though. It was, all right, 
we have our cornerbacks, we have the one safety, we have our linebackers and our defensive linemen. And then we have Palomar. Yep. And it was, here's your assignments, everybody. Troy, do whatever the hell you yeah, want. Right. <laughs> just, just do whatever the fuck you want and hit people to have the ball. He goes, he's like, all right. Uh, no wonder. And you know what? I appreciate. I, I really, I, hey, man, I know they're, you know, you guys got your thing, man. But I appreciate the shit out of the Steelers organization because they stepped up. They could have just kept going, man. And they stepped up and they're like, dude, you have had way too many head injuries. You need to retire. <laughs> I've never seen a team do that before. You know what I mean? And I was like, damn, man, that's a classy ass move. <laughs> the worst part about it, though, it, it, that yes, that, that was uh, it, commendable. In, in all in all respects of it because I mean you look at you look at all these different players that that have that have passed away because of um, uh, head injuries from 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 playing yeah. like Jason Seahorn yeah. or not Jason Seahorn Junior Seahorn <sighs> I mean great player Great fucking player, great, great player, great locker room guy, but the the head injuries got the better. Yeah. So, um, dude, when I first started watching football, and I didn't understand anything about football, man, I saw these two two players, and like they were my first. They're my huh? <laughs> he said, "What were you born under a fucking rock?" More or less, dude. And there would be two players, (laughs) Derek Thomas and Junior Seau, man. Fucking amazing. And tragically, man, unfortunately, both gone. You know, but damn. Yeah, Yeah, I mean, dude, you're never going to make the game safe, you know. And less and less parents are letting their kids play. And, you know, it's having a trickle effect. Um, You can't make the game. You're never going to make the game safe. 100%. It's just impossible so it, it is you got 11 guys on each side of the ball trying to do nothing but get the yeah. ball it is literally the adult version of of a game that we all played when we were younger of smear the queen <laughs> jesus christ <laughs> that, that, i thought you were gonna say like Oh God, no, no! We all played that game when we were younger. It's it was our generation to play it. Like, hey, this dude has the football. Everybody tackle him. That is all football is. And there's, there's, yes, there's aspects that we can do to make it safer. Um, which which they've come a long way just in in the past, you know, five years. Even they've come a long way. But it's not something that you're ever going to make 100% safe. No, no. If you're going to make it 100% safe, we might as well call the NFL the NFL Flag Football League. Well, I think that that's yeah, – and you know what? Uh, I'll, make a, I'll make a short argument for flag football very shortly. Uh, but I think that's where it's heading, unfortunately. Uh, eventually, you're just going to get to that point, I think. 
they're going to figure out a way to make it fun. I, I mean, what else are you going to do? You know what I mean? There's only so many lawsuits that you can handle. You know what I mean? <clears throat> so as yeah. those numbers come out, I mean, they're, they're going to have to continue to disassemble the game in order to make it safer. I just think it's inevitable. Um, but we'll see. Uh, but the flag football thing, I think that would be the best way to have a Pro Bowl. Just super fun, uh, extra points. Either get a one point or two based on fucking um, touchdown celebration. You know what I mean? Like, just make it fun as hell, dude. Uh, that's what I. So here, you you brought up. I'm glad you brought that word up. Those those two words right there. I'm glad you brought that up because I was about okay. Touchdown celebration. Yes. Why in the hell? Let we're we're trying to make football safer. Mm-hmm. Granted, cool, I get it. It used to be about you know celebrating or ripping somebody's head off. You know that's what made football in the old yeah. days. But why are you stopping and punishing teams with you know a, a fifteen yard flag or? Finding them for thousands of dollars, or finding that player for thousand for tens of thousands of dollars for celebrating. Well, they don't anymore. I mean, luckily. Uh, well, for the most part, unless it's like um, I forgot. Like if it's if it seems like it was pre-planned or some shit like that, they'll find you for that. Oh, they'll flag you. Then they'll find you. Like, well, like Chad Johnson. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Grabbing the cone and trying to trying to put the ball or or. or having money in his hand or, or pulling out his self. He was pretty dope, man. But I got to say that the dude that was the OG that uh, Chad Johnson got all of his inspiration for was that one year where fucking Tara Owens gave no fucks and was just stealing pom-poms <laughs> fucking popcorn, dude. You know what I mean? Like, <laughs> Hold on. Wait, wait. You mean to tell me that there was any year that T.O. gave fucks? I think when he was in the 49ers, man, other than the last two years, uh, I, I don't think he liked Garcia, dude. You got to understand, dude, when you, went, when you go from Steve fucking Young <laughs> and then you have Garcia, <laughs> there's going to be some problems, especially if you're an elite receiver. You know what I mean? You, you came up with certain level of expectations, all of a sudden you have a quarterback <laughs> who realistically... You played across from fucking Jerry Rice. Yeah, exactly. You know what I mean? Like, and... Uh, you, you played against corners like Deion fucking Sanders. Yeah. You played against guys that... You, like, you played against the fucking Cowboys in the 90s when they were like back-to-back fucking Super Bowl champions. They had Emmett Smith, fucking Michael Irving, Deion Sanders. No, he, he wasn't playing that far back home, home skillet. Yeah. Nah. Terrell Owens was, um, he, um, he played, I think, the last two or three years with Steve Young. He was drafted by the 49ers. Yeah, he was on his way out. Uh, he actually went and uh, beat the Packers, though. I don't remember. Oh, no, man. They lost in a fucking championship game. They didn't make the Super Bowl that year. Oh. But 
Oh, hold on. Can you say can you say those two words for me? What's that? That that beat the pack. Yeah, I know, man. That's that's, uh, man, that's <laughs> so many close, so many close calls, man. Well, I mean, yeah, but I mean, Owens played in '96. Yeah. Yeah. By then, uh, um, dude, the last uh, the last Super Bowl that the Dallas Cowboys won, I want to say, was 94. I want to say. I might be off by a year. So it was before him. But, I mean, either way, I mean, it was a completely different fucking game. So, yeah. He was... He was... 95. Oh, okay. So I was off by a year. My bad, dude. But in 96, 98... They were still NFC, you yeah. know, NFC East division champs. They just they didn't win the Super Bowl. Yeah, well. yeah. But that's it's still back in the day when they still had, you know, that they were later on in their you know their careers, but they still had pretty much the the same core guys intact. You know, I I loved Tio on the field. Um, kind of like I love Dion on the field, but I hated both of them off the field, <laughs> you know. Um, but T.O. was something special. Speaking Sorry. of speaking of Dion, man, Dion, he has turned uh, the football team that he's coaching. He is he is he is doing some things. Is he? Him. Oh yeah. Uh. If I'm not mistaken, I don't think they've lost. Oh, no kidding. Yeah. He he told them, and he he told them before the game started, he goes, I'll take the yards. I'll take the penalty. Celebrate. (laughs) So when they scored, they celebrated. And it was off of a, a strip sack. And they celebrated. And they got flagged for it. And he's like, he's like, asking you shall receive. I asked. And it was the defensive lineman that scored the touchdown, too. It was fantastic. Nice, dude. Nice. Hey, uh, so is so OBJ still under contract with you guys, right? Yes. I want to say we still have him for another – I want to say one or two. Yeah, years. I thought it was something like that. I didn't think it was more than two, because I thought it was like a four-year, four-year yeah. deal. I can't. Same with uh, same with Jarvis, though. We we still got him for another year or two. Um, he's coming back. He's all about it, uh, especially because him and uh, him and Mayfield kind of really bonded uh, over last year. Um, Baker finally learned that he can be a very, very, very good borderline elite quarterback if he becomes a play-action pass quarterback, which means more rushing, less passing, use the play-action pass with somebody like OBJ who can fucking stretch the field, and you can just chuck that bitch, man, the moment that safety hesitates. You know what I mean? And I think he's going to have a really good year. I think OBJ, Landry, I think – I, I think, you know, these guys are going to 
their numbers, they're possibly going to have two running backs that are going to have a thousand yards rushing. It's going to be fucking crushing, you know. Um, if, if Hunt would have not missed time last year and and everything like that, um, I, I think we would have had two thousand yard rush. We definitely would have had mm-hmm. two thousand yards. I just see it happen. Yeah, I see Mayfield man throwing for thirty five, maybe even. Uh, probably about 35, yeah. You know, uh, 100 yards. He's going to have a solid year, man. He, uh, I, I think Cleveland is – they're moving in the right direction, man. And uh, and I think that the coach when, – um, when they had the coaching change and everything, I think in the beginning there was kind of a feel-out process of how they were going to use Mayfield in the offense. You know what I mean? No, no, there definitely was. So I went back and, like, I went back and I watched watched some of the film, um, and I, and it was up until the Dallas game when OBJ just went the fuck off. Yeah. But those those first couple games, um, everybody kept criticizing and saying, you know, well. OBJ this and OBJ that. OBJ is getting the first look, or Baker's forcing past OBJ, or he's just trying to find him open or make him open by like forcing the ball in there. It wasn't necessarily that. There's plenty of times where OBJ wasn't even yeah. the first read, and he was wide the fuck open. But as they progressed in the season, they they opened up things to Mayfield versus. Um, okay, you had a down year. Uh, we're going to come in. We're going to go basically back to the basics and start off yep. fresh. And that is exactly what that team needs. Th- that's exactly what the whole team needs. We, they started off fresh. They they went back to the basics. And as the year progressed, they got better and better and better. Um, we would have – hell, we would have been a 12-win team last year if it hadn't have been for the fucking Jets game. Because we got boned that game. That was the game that our entire uh, receiving core was on the tournament list. The day before the game. You guys might have gotten boned, but let's be honest. The Jets are really, really boning fucking Sam Darnold right now. What the fuck is that all about, dude? Why is there so much hate for this dude? I don't know, man. Like, the dude's not a bad quarterback. Granted, he has trouble staying on the field. But he's he's fucking 23. He's 23 years old. Dude's been in the league for, what, three coming up on four seasons? He was 20 when he entered the league. Dude. The kid's basically right out of high school. At that point, like, <laughs> dude, you're saying you can't stay on the field. Let's be honest, okay? They have nobody protecting them. Basically, there's an offensive line gets in a three point position and just never fucking gets out of it, okay? So, uh, and then to maybe somehow fool the defense, they decided to get fucking Le'Veon Bell as a running back who has a lot of miles on him. 
And within a couple games, he was like, fuck this, get me the fuck out of here. So, yeah, man, he really hasn't had the tools to prove himself. So, I, for his sake, I yeah. I hope he leaves. I really do. I think he's he has the potential to be a great uh, – at least a very good quarterback. Yeah, he, he – he does. He has starter caliber quarterback there. He has an arm. He just needs. Let's face it. When Adam Gase coached him, that he Gase ruined that entire fucking Jets football team. Yeah, that's just how it is. I fucking hate yeah. Adam Gase. <laughs> like, oh, everybody's like, oh, he's a quarterback whisperer. He's a quarterback whisperer. Where? When? Oh, he was in Miami. Oh, yeah. Um, they fired him. Oh, he went to the Jets. Oh, yeah, they fired him. You know, dude's had two shots to be a head coach, and he got fired. Yeah. So maybe as specifically as a as a position coach, maybe he's not bad. But as a head coach, fuck no. So my thing is, is um, yeah, he sucks ass. But uh, <laughs> you know, I'm I'm really confused about what the Colts are doing. Um, I know they wanted to make a make a play on uh, Maddie Stafford. Uh, they didn't get that. So <clears throat> realistically, the Jets are kind of shopping um, Sam Darnold around um, the Colts are definitely known as a great team for developing quarterbacks. Obviously, this kid has something. I'm kind of surprised they went after Carson Wentz instead of going after maybe, first of all, he would be much, much cheaper, um, but a young quarterback who obviously is capable that you can build up the way you did the last two fucking great quarterbacks. You know what I mean? So here's the thing, and the reason, and I know what you're getting at, um, and I know where you're coming from. It was um, the reason the Colts went that direction is because uh, their coach, Mike Wright, he was in Philly when Wentz had his phenomenal year before he tore his ACL. And Took exactly. What she got lucky is so it's funny that his best year is uh, the year that he was uh, more or less didn't finish. That's, that's kind of fucking. <laughs> he hasn't finished in years exactly. yet. <laughs> so I don't know, man. It's it's just it's uh it's an odd situation because uh, I think that they're building a really good team over there, but. Hey, Whatever, but if uh, if I'm Darnold, man, I'm begging somebody to fucking take me, dude. Um, that so. Yep, sucking on some balls. Look at Washington. So Washington and signing I'm so magic. <laughs> some so. Here's here's the debate going around. Should Fitzpatrick end up in the Hall of Fame? 
Should he end up in Canyon? Um, he's played for what nine teams? Uh, I looked at his stats and they're not. They're not. So his stats are his stats are very, very mediocre and very Josh McCowan type stats. He is definitely a journeyman, journeyman oh, yeah. quarterback. Uh, but he is like McCowan. He is great at helping develop mm-hmm. quarterback. He, he's definitely that that great veteran uh, presence mm-hmm. and mentor for quarterbacks. And him and McCallum both were great locker room guys. Um, I don't think that the Hall of Fame should solely be based off of, well, you had great stats. Sure, we'll put you in there. Versus guys that, that, hey, I did, I helped develop this quarterback and this quarterback and this quarterback and this quarterback while being on the team, playing starter, and then turning it over to this quarterback and look at where they're at now. They're going to end up in the Hall of Fame. So they look at things like that, but in order to start that conversation, the measuring, the measuring stick is stats. That's why we keep track of stats and what the most of this and most of that for this period of time is. You know what I mean? So it's built around stats. Fantasy football? Huh? See what I'm saying? So that's why. What Here's what I will say. Um, <clears throat> as of now, I don't... First of all, he's always going to be remembered. Everybody loves Fitzmagic. Uh, and I... Dude, if... You can... He's not going to be remembered for his football play. He's going to be remembered for his beard, let's be honest. If he goes to Washington and somehow ignites that fucking team and that team goes on a fucking run and somehow, some way, I don't know fucking what planets align and Fitz Magic was to win a fucking Super Bowl and then say, bam, I'm done. At that point, that conversation starts getting real fucking interesting. Oh, yeah, for sure. But that, Honestly, I, I could see him taking Washington to at I least the so. playoffs. Yeah. He could do it. I would love to see Fitzmagic in the playoffs. Fun. Hopefully. I mean, unfortunately, they moved on from Alex Smith, which, granted, Alex Smith was a great feel good comeback yeah. story but just he doesn't have it anymore he doesn't oh and you said um uh, man something earlier you were talking we were talking about the saints and you were saying how they were recovering from the drew Brees retirement <laughs> they forced them to retire they said at the end of the season that they were moving on the the mayor of new orleans publicly invited Watson to be their quarterback and that their city would open their doors to him. They moved on. To Watson uh, or Winston? Watson. The uh, fucking Houston. Right? Watson is... Yeah, yeah. yeah. Hey, yeah. man, you made me think I lost my mind. So what I'm saying is that they already moved on. No, I mean, that's not how I'm <laughs> But, you know what I mean? So, and then they... 
they didn't make an aggressive enough play, you know, um, which I was really surprised. They, they really weren't, which, which, like I said, I think they're going to have a tryout year um, for what they got. You know what I mean? And see how it goes. I think Winston's going to end yeah. up the starting quarterback. It's it's going to happen. He's he is the the better quarterback than yeah Taysom. Much better. <laughs> um, but yeah. I mean, don't get me wrong. Taysom has a fucking yeah. cannon. You can't aim it though. He will. Yeah. But I mean, when you when you are throwing the Michael Thomas, it's kind of like, well, I'm just gonna throw it up there and he'll catch it. <laughs> really, I mean, all you got to do with him, as long as he's healthy and on the field, that's gonna be a big question, though, man. Michael Thomas is taking a fucking beating, and you see him, yeah, you see him start yeah. to fucking show a little bit of injuries, man. They need a little bit more help. They definitely yeah. They do. Kind of like uh, I like the Packers. They need a little bit more help on, on wide receivers. Wow. Imagine that. <clears throat> I mean, is this going to be the year that the Packers actually draft a receiver in the first round? You're crazy. <laughs> this was the richest wide receiver fucking free agency that I can remember <clears throat> where legitimately there is at least one Hall of Famer that is on that list. You know what I mean? And other guys that are that are slowly making it their case as they're as they're all pro fucking wide receivers. And you don't make a play. You supposedly had some sort of a hot conversation with um AJ Green, I think, but nothing, nothing. Wow. All right, cool. I'm very, I mean, I'm very excited to be a Packers <laughs> fan right now. <laughs> I can tell. I hear it in your voice so much. <laughs> um, I mean, fuck, man. It's not like they need a number one receiver type guy. They need it like a number two, a number three. They, they can't keep rotating their number two receiver as a as a um, as a core of stable of receivers like yeah. they can running backs. It's it doesn't work. Well, well. they need a. I think they need a solid. <laughs> what they really honestly need is they need a solid tight end, um, and they're getting there. Their tight ends are getting so much better, but because they don't really have consistent slot play either. You know what I mean? So, yeah. But then again, like, so, so you'll make that argument like, oh man, maybe they should be, you know, if they had a slot receiver, he'd have a quick bailout. But realistically, their offense is also predicated on broken plays that are improvised. You know what I mean? I mean, when when you have Aaron Rodgers scrambling around the field and just chucks one yeah. up to Devontae Adams, you know, 50, 60 yards down the field, and he comes up with it, why not keep doing with, you know, why not? I guess, not I guess. It. 
<laughs> well, that's the problem is it keeps breaking. That's why, that's why Rodgers runs for his life. Yeah, we'll see what happens. It's a, it's going to be an interesting year, dude. So, uh, how much? What, what if, you guys, if you guys would have had a a solid mm-hmm. number two receiver, you guys would have beat the Buccaneers. Yes, I think so. Um... Because all they did, they had uh, they they had to stop. Basically, slow down the run game, and basically blanket mm-hmm. Devonte Adams. And he did a great job, man. A phenomenal job. Yeah. And I mean, don't get me wrong. Tampa Bay last year, they deserved that fucking Super Bowl. They beat the absolute brakes off of Kansas City. And I so, um, you know, I kind of had a feeling that. Tampa Bay was going – their defense was going to be a real, real big problem when I was watching them play against the Packers. What's interesting is when they play against the Packers, it wasn't – it was um, – you know, when Belichick has his defense, his defense is disrupted by um, by zone, right? He has his – he's always got some zone coverage that a quarterback does not pick up and basically – has them fill in a passing lane that the quarterback hasn't seen yet. You know what I mean? Um, What the Buccaneers did when they went to Green Bay is they disrupted their timing completely. They they were completely on two separate fucking sheets of music the whole time. The offense was completely out of sequence. And they just couldn't get the timing right. So even when Rodgers would go and he would start these runs, all of a sudden you'd have a drop pass here. You know, uh, dude cutting out when he's supposed to be cutting in. You know what I mean? Like stupid shit like that was starting to happen. And, yeah, I don't know what they did, but fuck, dude. But that's what you can do, dude, when you have the best running front, you know, as far as defense in the NFL, dude, you know. Yeah, when you have four guys that consistently get to the passer without any support, there's not really a whole lot you're going to be able to do because then you can do whatever the hell you want mm-hmm. with your linebackers, and you can leave your 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 um your cornerback your corners and stuff. You can leave them, you know, in coverage and let your your linebackers. Take yeah, I mean, and Davis, uh, um, such a fucking dude. It's crazy to think that this kid's like only 22 years old. Uh, great linebacker, man. And uh, yeah, man, he's going to be a really good leader on that on that defense too. Um, I don't know. Uh, did Sue decide if he's coming back to Tampa Bay or is he still a free agent? I know he decided he was going to come back and play, but I don't know if it was. He. he... He wants to come back to Tampa, but as far as I know, I did. He'll restructure. He'll restructure because oh, he knows, man. So first, he's a Hall of Famer, you know, but he knows he knows that his oh, yeah. shitty attitude uh, will give writers at least an argument of why you shouldn't be in the Hall of Fame. Well, if he goes and if he ends up winning two rings, they can kind of go fuck themselves because he's still a Hall of Fame player. Regardless, 
of a few moments where he acted like an asshole. <clears throat> I mean, he's played in how many Super Bowls? I know he's yeah, played in two. Um, none other than that. He oh, wait. In, he yep. played in the one with the Rams. Who's... And then he played this last one with uh-huh. Tampa Bay and one. So, other than that, he played in Detroit. Yeah. So, I don't think he's. Oh, oh don't forget. He also played, <laughs> I think, for one, maybe two seasons in Miami. Also. You know what all, all four of those teams have in common? No. Oh, uh-huh. uh, when Sue got on their defense, they became the number one run defense in the NFL. <laughs> Love that guy, man. Even though he's dirty as fuck, man. I don't know. Well, I mean, the the Rams were bound to have the number one run defense with Donald and Dude, Sue I really wish that that lasted longer. I, I, I really feel really, really happy for guys like 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 Aaron Donald, you know, who's really put in the fucking work. He was he was super undersized. Everybody just wanted to bury him on a depth chart. You know what I mean? Hard ass working dude, worked his way up. What is he now? Three time defensive player of the year. I really wished Yeah. The best, man. When 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 fucking Matty Stafford, man, makes his fucking debut, dude. I have a yeah, dude. Oh boy, I know I that's gonna be that. fun, man. And <laughs> I think Aaron is uh, Aaron Donald, man. He's gonna fucking juice that goddamn defense up, dude. They're gonna be nasty. Nobody's really talking about it, but it's a big mistake, well, dude. <laughs> well, I mean, let's let's pump the brakes on their defense there for a minute there, and uh, let's let's. Take a look at uh, what they've lost. I understand, but you have a good core. They just lost. They lost Johnson. They're fucking ball hawking. Uh, God, safety that dude is. I, I watched highlights of him from last year and the year before. Dude scored three defensive touchdowns last year. Yeah. Yeah. No. And they also lost. Mm. They lost Troy Hill, which was basically Jalen Ramsey's, you know. Uh, he, he played on the opposite side, but he could also slide in the gotcha, inside gotcha, and gotcha. Um, And Johnson. What's funny about this is Johnson said the reason that. He was excited to sign in Cleveland is because he saw the same things out of Garrett and Denzel Ward that he did out of Donald and Randy. Yes. Unfortunately, you are playing for an organization that unfortunately does not seem honestly, you know what? They seem to be more interesting interested in selling their merch and fucking putting ass in seats than they give a fuck about winning. And they've proven that time and time and time and time again. So unfortunately, I want to believe that, but I've seen every fucking quarterback that has gone through that system. Granted, 
only the last two have been worth a fuck now. Now the last two, by the way. Um, but they're going to get fucking beat up. Nobody can last in that fucking system. They just, they, they're, they don't build around a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, you're supposed to build your offense around your quarterback or around your running game, right? And your defense, you're supposed to build around a core player. A lot of times that's your fucking linebacker or a defensive end. You usually like a linebacker because he can communicate with the safeties that then can adjust the secondary. Anywho, that's the way you usually structure a team. And, uh, yeah, so that's – or either that or you build yeah, your defense from back to front. There's ways of doing it, and they never – you know, when Detroit was at its highest peak, you know, what they had is they had an okay running game. They had, a, they had a great young quarterback. They had a great receiving core, um, and their defense was fucking filthy. But their offensive line was nothing to fucking – he still wasn't getting constant protection. And they're – instead of building slot receivers and maybe a little more tight end game, they were so fucking um, dependent on spectacular catches. And unfortunately, that's like trying to win a fucking NBA title with nothing but three-point shooting. You're going to have an off night and you're going to fucking lose. You know what I mean? I don't know. Maybe I go way too yeah. philosophical on that shit. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> I kind of expect yeah, that right. anymore hey. coming from you. <laughs> if there's not one philosophical moment when we talk, then God damn it, I don't want to talk. Oh, shit. Um, so, the first round for the most part is done. Um, what are your thoughts, man? Who do you think is going to win uh, the the national title? We still on football or March Madness, on, uh, man? March Madness? Hey, man, see. Oh, fucking March I mean, Madness, I, bro! Michigan won. So, first of all, that's exciting. Uh, oh yeah. And we're playing without Rivers, too, mind you. Uh, This team's our our second leading scorer. He's out with a stress fracture in his foot. He has been, which is also why we lost the Big Ten Championship, or lost in the Big Ten Championship. uh, Big Ten Tournament, not championship game. Big Ten Tournament. Why we lost to the Buckeyes, because Rivers left in the first half because they... Hey, by the way, I sent you. Uh, I, I sent you boys some uh, some memes, and one of them actually uh, actually uh, has to do with Ohio State. So I hope you enjoyed. It. Oh yeah, yeah, I, I saw and I did. I loved it thoroughly. Ah uh, shit. Uh, so who do you think, man? If you, if you had to pick, you had to, you had to put money down. Um, what do you? Um, honestly, hell, let me, let me go look at it right now. I'll, I'll pull out my bracket and tell you exactly who I have. Zaga's obviously beating the brakes off Norfolk State. And UCLA's beating BYU. Fuck you, UCLA. You need to lose. <laughs> um, 
Fucking Ohio State already fucked up my bracket. Um, and so did Virginia. Virginia lost to the fucking Ohio Bobcats. Come on. Man. You, hey, you know, you know what I'm surprised about? I'll be honest, man. Because anytime that, for the most part, uh, if they really, really kind of struggle through the season, um, then maybe an Elite Eight or maybe Sweet 16. But the kings of the fucking Final Fours, Michigan State, dude. I could not fucking believe they got outed that early, dude. Yeah, bro. I was, I was happy about that, honestly. <laughs> I know, man. I, but there's something about Izzo that I like, dude. I like the fact that he literally has a football coach <laughs> mentality. Yeah, but the problem with Izzo is every time he fights a fucking <laughs> player, they lose. <laughs> I fucking love that guy. <laughs> I mean, I'll say the same thing fucking uh, Pat McAfee did. They fucking win at halftime up by 11. Is a fun yeah, player. They yeah. come out and look like it was like that, dude. Um, truthfully, uh, I'm looking at my bracket right now. I got I got Zaga in yep. Illinois in the uh, championship game. Nice, nice. I, I, I honestly, I had I have us losing yeah. in the Elite Eight. Uh, I'm going to be honest with you, dude. I haven't Um, made a bracket. I haven't really even had a chance to look at it. Um, I actually really, really need to sit down and look at it tonight. Um, But, yeah. I, dude, I think this is West Virginia's year. I really do. Yes. Um, Really? Huggins there is I, I mean, you give him time. First of all, he's a great he's a great technical basketball coach. But the other thing that he's really, really, really good at is recruiting. So once I mean you saw what he did in Cincinnati. Cincinnati, the only reason why they didn't win the title was because Kenyon Martin fucking broke his like femur or some shit in the middle of a game. You know what I mean? So then he had that yeah. fucking controversy. But once he got cleared of that controversy and he could go and start recruiting again, you're starting to see him build up. And like I said, they're, you know what they remind me of is um, when Bobby Knight went to Texas Tech after Indiana. And Texas Tech was not going to get these huge recruits. So they went and they got, you know, kids that were like struggling more and, and more uh, impoverished areas and giving them an opportunity to come and giving them scholarships right but but it was almost mathematical how how he did it he didn't need he was almost like Belichick before Belichick he didn't need star players they just needed to trust him and run his run his system and he up making, yeah, yeah. Play, the, play the whole versus yeah and then a, bam like they make it to the lead yeah. eight you know what I mean great story so and that's the type of coach that he is. He's he's a very, very smart coach. The only thing that's ever going to beat him is possibly his cholesterol. Because Jesus Christ. 
that dude grows by the year. I remember when he was in fucking Cincinnati, dude. The guy looked kind of maybe like sometimes he looks at a treadmill. Now, Jesus Christ, dude. He deep fries in heart medication. Do you know what I mean? <laughs> Bro, I was taking a drink when you said he looked in a treadmill and then he, he, he deep fries his heart medication. I almost spit my You're welcome. Out, so I do what I can. <laughs> yeah, man. I got a lot of faith. I mean, dude's up there deep frying <laughs> Twinkies on the sideline. <laughs> I believe that collegiate sports, um, I think they're really, really dependent on coaching. I think you can look at a coach and you can see if a coach is getting into a groove, figured something out. And a lot of times you can go with that coach and you will more or less be right at least 75% of the time, I would think. You can see it with like Urban Meyer when he went on his run and all that nonsense. Like you could just see that the coach was figuring it out. You know what I mean? And there's certain. Let's not even get no. on the topic of Urban Meyer yet. <laughs> no, 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 no. Right back to football. <clears throat> so, but yeah, man. Um, uh, truthfully, man, um, I, I'm. I, I agree with you on that. I mean, look at. There's guys that, you know, have to find their groove of, of of what they're doing with coaching as far as some teams. And then there's guys that come in like fucking Juwan Howard at Michigan and just, all right, here's what we did when we were the Fab Four and this is how we kicked ass. We're going to play like this. Oh, Oh, wait, it works? All right. Yeah. Well, let's just keep doing that then. Let me know if it stops working. Yeah. You know, it's funny, dude. <laughs> uh, I remember I remember Juwan Howard. Um, I mean, obviously, I remember when he was in Michigan, but I remember when he, when he really kind of slowly started to make his stride um, in the NBA. You can just look at the dude and you're like, man, you're going to be a coach one day. Big ass ears and shit can hear everything. <laughs> uh, he, he's... I love the fact that he tried to fight the Maryland coach that the other day there too. That that kind of made a, uh, my, my heart, you know, warm and fuzzy on the inside. I was like, oh yeah, he's, he's about to walk across. Oh yeah, dude. dude. Like that, wouldn't you want that from a coach, right? I mean, that's got to be shit. Oh yeah. Well, I mean, so he he did that, and it was a close game. And then after that point, Michigan just they they put a fucking yeah. ass whooping on him and beat him. And I was like, that right there just shows that that the coach will he, that Howard is going to stand up for his guy and stand up for himself. And honestly, that's you could yeah. ask for more. In a oh, I like, uh, I like, I like a lot of these NBA guys that there's like an increase of these guys going and coaching. Um, you know, you got Ewing um, doing his thing. You know, you, you just see that these guys 
are at least going on the college ranks. You know, I mean, it seemed like it was, it was just so, so very few coaches were, or players were really transitioning. And if they did, they were kind of the lesser known. And now you have guys like Howard, you know, like Patrick Ewing, these, you know, that want to really get into that game. So I think it's awesome. It, it's it's a cycle. I mean, there's there's always going to be this that that cycle yeah. of, of shit that happens um, like that because you got guys. You you have, you know, you have the Jordans of the world, obviously, but then you have the guys like that are going to turn around and cycle back through from their playing days, and that that's how we keep. Some of the modernness to a minimum at times, and keep the the old school mentality a certain way um, is by you know essentially it is by guys like that yeah. coming back and coaching or coming back and coaching at their mm-hmm. alma mater. It's just really strange, man. Um, just watching the game change the way that it has, and you know. Um, sure, the NBA has certain years that are all-time highs, but when it comes to consistency over a five-year period, their numbers are all over the place. You compare it to the game that came before this, and the ratings were fairly high. Now, they said when Jordan went and played baseball um, that the ratings dropped. And I believe that because I think that Jordan introduced – the common folk into basketball. You know what I mean? So when he left those, they, they were like, all right, right." like, so here's, here's this Reggie Miller guy or whatever. Fuck that. I'm, I'm going to go and do whatever. You know what I mean? Now. I'm going to go watch. Jordan. Yeah. I mean, dude, I think that that must've been the highest rating fucking a minor league game has ever gotten. (laughs) You know, but uh, but now <laughs> between that and like Deion Sanders going and playing for the fucking Cincinnati, yeah, he was such a subpar player. You look at Bo Jackson, man. Ooh, boy, yeah, or 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 Bo Jackson, man. Like, there's guys that are just great all around when it comes to playing multiple sports. I, I watched fucking Miles Garrett go hit yeah. him in some basketball. Miles Garrett. Uh, I mean, dude's six foot four, but he could definitely play yeah. that power He's, forward. Uh, <laughs> I don't know why he's so fucking severely underrated. Um, this kid's going to be as we move forward, I really think that he's going to be Aaron Donald's number one competition for defensive player of the year for the next couple years. Um, I think if he wouldn't have got if if Garrett wouldn't have got COVID last year, if he would have been able to play the whole season because he was on track for a career year, and then he got COVID, and he said it really fucked him up for you know weeks afterwards, like a month at least. And you could see it because he wasn't even able to play 
hundred yeah. percent of the game like you normally would. Uh-huh. And it really took yeah, him, yeah, it took him off his game because he was he was over there on the sideline yeah, doing breathing. Yeah, like I said, man, he's he's something special. Uh, people don't realize, you know, how 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 crazy, um, how how amazing he is as a player. So, well, I they're gonna learn real quick. <laughs> dude, dude is a freak of nature and i mean that yeah. in the greatest way hey possible. you know what's really interesting dude is uh mm-hmm. i think the three most captivating fucking running back or quarterbacks um in the nfl right now um have at one point or another gone through either a signing or a draft for the mlb uh, and that's pretty cool. You can see it in their play, obviously. Uh-huh. Murray. Yup. Wilson. And... Nah, man, we're, we're talking about, about Mahomes, bro. Yeah. Oh, Dude, yeah. some of those plays, like, ah, man, I, it was nice. It was nice. I think I think the loss is going to be really good for the career of Patrick Mahomes. I really think it's going to be something great. Um, I think it's going to motivate him more. Yeah. And he's obviously going to be, you know, top of the fucking game uh, for, for a long time. Dude, some of those fucking passes, dude, he made. Oh, holy shit, dude. That was crazy. You you can tell that he's he's got baseball in him, with, especially with like the like the sidearm, yeah, you like passes that he does. <laughs> I mean, that's not baseball yeah. written all over it, man. <laughs> I mean, it's like it's like putting a football in Randy Johnson's arm and just yeah, letting him it throw was it. it was he was definitely. Uh, he was definitely showing off that skill. Um, yeah, I'm impressed. I was I walked away from that game impressed. Um, but it's crazy to think, dude, that they got shut out, man. You know, the offense got shut out. You know, special teams got them to the point. <laughs> so, Pretty much. <clears throat> I mean, they also uh, – you know they released him. Yeah, but they picked right? up somebody, didn't they? They let him walk. Um. Really? No, no, they didn't. Yeah, they uh, they still have Hill, and they have uh, what's his name? Uh, Damian Williams, which is basically. The dude who stepped up into the role of what Sammy Watkins should have been like over the past, you know, this past season. And he he showed out. He showed out enough for them to be like, Well, Sammy, it's been uh it's been yeah. nice, but uh see you later. Well Sammy really I mean, first of all, Sammy Watkins uh very underrated, very underrated uh, wide receiver um, and really hampered by injuries early on in his career. 
and you know never really had an opportunity to shine it looked like he was honestly um down to his last final years when he when he came to Kansas City and then his he finally seemed healthy with having that speed back and then him and Hill playing off each other um you know, it was a great combination. I unfortunately feel like when he goes to another team, he um, he's not going to have that. He needs somebody else to play off of. You know what I mean? He's not like a number one receiver. He's he's definitely like a number yeah. two guy, and he's great at it. So um, hopefully, he gets yeah. You know where you know where it would be great? Fucking the Packers. Mm. I mean, I'm just saying. <laughs> I was just going to say, uh, Cincinnati, or not Cincinnati, um, Green Bay yeah. Or, uh, yeah. or the Saints, or even New Orleans. Yeah, it'd be a good spot be for them, yeah, because they have their number ones, man. Um, you know, and Watkins yeah, with his sleep got, speed, I mean, you can line them up in a slot. You can fucking have them lining up on the outside. There's so many things you can do with them, and um, – I think with those two teams, he fits in seamlessly. You know what I mean? <clears throat> well, we'll see what happens. Exactly. I mean, Another great spot work for him to, to land would be. Uh, nah, man. Seattle. I don't, dude, I don't know, bro. Uh, I think about it. They just signed, re-signed Chris Carson, right? So they got they got Carson back. They got Wilson. They got um, they got Medcalf, and they got Lockett. I mean, Medcalf is a, a monster all on his own. He is. A complete and utter monster. He is. He's the closest thing. When I look at Metcalf, he's the closest thing I, I, I can remember, I can see of Calvin Johnson. He's not, he's not, he's not quite as fast, but man, he's so yeah. physical and, uh, and the strength in his hands. And that was one of the things that, that Calvin had too. He had ginormous mm-hmm. fucking hands, but they were strong as fuck. And Metcalf has the same thing. Here's the problem. They put a Band-Aid on a fucking shotgun wound, bro, because Russell Wilson is not happy. For whatever reason, I think they patched things up. Maybe they weren't getting the type of deals that he wanted um, from the offers from teams that he wanted to maybe go on. Who the fuck knows? Maybe there is still talking going on. But if you have Russell Wilson, maybe you'll have him for a year. But you also got to look at what's going to happen on that tail end of the season, those last five, six weeks. Um, when the grind really starts, is there going to be an issue between him and the coaching staff, him and the ownership? You know what I mean? That sort of shit. So be interesting. So Wilson's, Wilson's biggest problem and his only problem in Seattle is he wants an offensive fucking line to protect him. So he doesn't have to run around yeah. the whole goddamn game and well, run for his life. That's all he wants. And I can't blame him. That's all any quarterback wants. They want to not have to run for their life every yeah. fucking game, the entire mm-hmm. game. Kind of like Mahomes. 
Mahomes does that all too well, especially in the Super Bowl. Uh, the off for his life the whole game. The offensive front man, they couldn't they fucking, start... they couldn't hold him back. They could not. Well, they also they had also lost you know Eric Fisher for the season, and they had also lost uh, Mitchell Schwartz. He was out too, so. Their line, their offensive yeah, well, line is basically unfortunately, a offensive line. Um, they put up a valiant, valiant effort, man, but that's what happened. They they just couldn't hold it, so they could blitz with anybody they yeah. wanted to, man. They would fucking come in almost on black, you know. It was crazy, dude. Yeah, what a game! Did you see that? Uh, they they did, however, really yeah. Eric Fisher and Mitchell Schwartz. Um, so they released them both, but turned around and signed uh, signed Long, who came out of retirement. It was like, "Fuck you, Chicago! I'm yeah. not for you." Well, I mean, I don't. He no, no, no. He didn't say "fuck you" to Chicago. Chicago said "fuck you" to you. Oh. No, no. Um, Chicago. Maybe I don't know. It, when he came, when he decided, when he said he was coming back, like this is in the past two weeks, he said that uh, basically said I don't want to fucking play for Chicago. I don't want to play for the fucking Bears, even though that's the team that he retired with. He still said that he didn't want to. Yeah. Well, that's good. That that's always good for the press. <laughs> I mean, it is what it is. Whenever, kind of like fucking Trent Williams, man. He he told Washington, "Hey, you guys fucking suck. I don't want to play for you. Sat out for a year, and then yeah. guess what? Do you know who hey. loved Chicago? Mitch Trubisky." <laughs> <laughs> he's uh he's gonna be cold up there in Buffalo. I don't know if he knows this or not, but uh, it gets a lot colder up there in Buffalo um, than it does in Chicago. <laughs> no, I don't think so. No, it's you get more you get more snow in New York, but I think I would think it's still colder in Chicago because of the winds, man. Oh no, man! It's Yes, it's windy in Chicago, but uh, oh, yeah, yeah. I guess it makes sense. It makes sense. Um, I mean, they still, they still get the same kind of wind. Hey, that listen, Chicago I does. think that um, I think that Mitch showed moments, glimpses of greatness. Um, and but I mean he's a subpar. He's he's not. I don't know. I think he could start for certain teams, um, but re- and realistically, he's gonna he's gonna be a great backup quarterback. And what a great place for him to start. He's definitely a great right. No, I honestly, as far as systems go for him to play in. Um, and the way that they they let Josh mm-hmm. Allen basically do whatever he wants uh, when it comes to running or 
or anything like that. That's definitely yeah. the perfect area for Trubisky to play in. Um, he's he's a great spot starter, but he's not consistent enough to be a, an everyday starter um, for a full. Hey, here's something I just thought of. What if, what if Sammy Watkins goes back to Buffalo? And plays on the other side of the mm-hmm. with Beasley in the slot. Because be, realistically, Buffalo be- Buffalo is a very solid team, but they, they showed that, hey, we're almost there, but we're not there yet. Picking up a piece like somebody, I mean, Watkins will be towards the end of his career. So having him finish out in Buffalo where he spent majority of his career, um, yeah, that'd be pretty fucking cool. And it's actually pretty plausible. Yeah. I'd still Oh, me too. Me too, obviously. Well, I know you would, obviously, but. Honestly, I think that if he wants, you know, ample playing time without being looked at to carry a load, that would be the place for him to do it. Load. Indeed. (laughs) (laughs) Because, I mean, if you look at it, you guys have a strong run game now. Um. Which I still don't know why I you... wasted a second round pick. <laughs> That's neither nor there. <laughs> that pick had receiver written all over it. <laughs> you know what I'm thinking? I'm thinking, look yeah. at Aaron Jones. We need I a running it. back. I don't know, dude. It's so painful. It really is. It's goddamn painful. Um, I, I don't think. Uh, I don't think that coaching staff thought that Jones was going to have another productive year that he, like he had. Um, and they saw that, Hey, this, this dude, he's going to be our workhorse and he can do it. So they re-signed him. And I, I think this is the year, man. Um, I think it's the year that they're actually going to, uh, they're going to pick up a couple defensive pieces, obviously. Um, they need a they need another cornerback and another linebacker um, to to play. Um, but uh, I think this is the year that you guys actually take a receiver. Here's the know, other uh, issue, right? So Watkins uh, to Buffalo is a more likely move. Um, and the reason why I say that is um, talking to my son, he said that we're upside down in our cap. As of right now. Yeah. So that could be a problem. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Well, then. Yeah. Um, I mean, it depends, you know. So, listen. So, here's what I think happened. Um, when the coaching staff came in, um, Aaron was still beat up. You could tell because his mobility was nowhere near. He couldn't – his accuracy on the run fell off significantly. He just wasn't playing like himself. You could tell he was still injured. So that's the guy 
that the coaching staff saw. Then on top of that, <clears throat> they went and they were going to change the offensive scheme from something that he was used to to something else, communication issues. So I think the coaching staff kind of looked at the first year and they're like, man, <clears throat> we did pretty well, but we're not going to go through another year of fucking clashing with Aaron Rodgers. Uh, we're not going to go through all this nonsense. Da, 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 da. So what happens? Well, Aaron Rodgers says, I'm going to get, I'm going to get mine. Right. I'm going to show these guys that I still got it. And you know what he did? He worked his ass off and he studied and he met with the coaching staff and they talked about offensive schemes together and he built an offense. And all of a sudden they had this season where for the most part, they were on the same page. And I think now the coaching staff can sit back and look and be like, huh, I wonder what we can get for this fucking backup quarterback. <laughs> because, I mean, I think Aaron is serious where he's saying, hey, look, I got, I got two or three years left in me. You know, if this, if you give me one or two more pieces – I'm going to give you two to three years. You know what I mean? So he's calling it out. Like, look, yeah. I still have a little more in my gas tank. You don't have to fucking replace me yet. Just, you know. And yeah. I mean, he's yeah. Working with the team. And he's not pulling a Brady like. No. And you know what I thought would be really interesting is. Um, <laughs> For a guy like Trubisky, who's got a very similar play style to Aaron Rodgers. Like when Trubisky is on, like when he has one of his fucking amazing games, like I swear to God, man, he reminds me of a younger version of Rodgers. You know what I mean? Very similar play style. Very he does he yeah. he did, I don't know how he how he is now, but he did have a cannon. I know that the Bears won more, a hell of a lot more than they did when fucking Foles was looking the goddamn uh, in the quarterback seat. So um, I, I think it'd be cool if he was to go over there and be under Rodgers for a fucking year or two. You fucking get rid of the rookie. Um, you know, that could have been a really interesting move to kind of have somebody with a very similar style, you know, spend a year or two, however long Rodgers wants to play underneath them to – because he needs to be refined. You know what I mean? I don't know. But yeah. We'll see. Being under fucking Josh Allen, I think, is a good fit, too, though. It is. It, it, it's, it's a good fit for his play style. And um, he's, got the, he's got the weapons there. How long do you guys have Hunt? Really just put that sure. How long do you have Hunt? Say what? One more year? Are you guys at a three year? I have to look. Honestly, I'm not. Might have been. It was three or four, I believe. Ah, nice, nice, nice. However, this is right, the time that I really have for today. Yeah, same here, man. Hey, I appreciate you fucking calling in from uh, the uh, Forgotten Ghetto, <laughs> also known as a, 
<laughs> we can always forget about this ghetto. I want to forget it, and I'm stuck here. <laughs> All right, brother, man. I appreciate it, man. We'll do it. Uh, we'll do it again yep. next weekend.